2: Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with TheChairShot.com, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPodcast. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTalkPod. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV TalkPod. Listen on Podbeam, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Mighty Joe Moran and Carl Carafield. I am Carl Carafel, alongside, as usual, Mighty Joe Morin. And today we are joined by a very special guest, a uh, guy that I met out on the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea Part 2. Yes, I've talked about it a lot. And yes, you all loved it. Even if you didn't, you loved it. We're joined by our good friend Ryan from Knights of the Squared Circle. And today. We're talking everything Royal Rumble. First off, Ryan,
1: how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, just as a quick heads up, I've got a little bit of a lag going on, so I'm going to try and keep up as best as possible here. But I'm doing good, man. Surviving, enjoying the Royal Rumble. It was a blast last night. So,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, when I was getting ready to, to kind of plan this show and you know decide like we were going to talk about, you know, I thought you know maybe we could talk about some other topics, and, and all went up. I was like, you know what. I think we'll just kind of concentrate on the Royal Rumble, and I was like, "Hmm, you know, we got Carl and myself." I was like, "I remember." Carl on something called the Jericho cruise. I'm like, Hey, he met this guy named Ryan that does Knights of the Squared Circle. And I thought you might want to be on tour. And just like, I just had that light bulb moment and I was like, dude, it was like, we need to get Ryan on the show. So here we are and, uh, looking forward to talking about it. But, uh, before we get to some, (laughs) before we get to some of the, kind of the, the details though, uh, just uh, kind of in general, (laughs) an overview, uh, Ryan, what did you think of the show? Uh, just, um, as a whole, before we get into the details here.
1: So overall, I really enjoyed the show. Um, Obviously, it wasn't without its shortcomings, but from front to back, I had a blast with it. My wife and I, she was the most excited I've ever seen her for a pay-per-view, which says a lot. She's not a a hardcore wrestling fan like myself. So yeah, she was extremely hyped. We had a blast watching the show. Uh, One thing I want to talk about as we get into it is going to be the ref bump from uh, the last man standing match, but I'm sure we'll make that a topic of conversation a little bit later on there. But overall, man, I love the show. Love the show.
0: What about you, Carl?
2: I mean, the show was absolutely fantastic. I mean, beginning to end, I mean, it, it, it actually delivered for us as opposed to this crap that we've been getting lately. So it was, it was super refreshing. It was amazing to see. And, and even the internet wrestling community as well. I know a lot of them are just smart marks. I get it. But a lot of them were actually praising what had been done by the WWE Mm -hmm. with the Royal rumble. And you and I have talked about it before where, these big four main pay-per-views seem to just be nothing lately, and nothing over the last several years. But I think, from what we saw last night, they might be coming around, and and we might actually be getting our big
1: four to actually mean something again.
0: Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll definitely uh, see. And if, if I-, I can
1: just interject real quick. Yeah. Sorry, I just want to interject real quick. Go to ahead, Carl's Ryan. point. It's the last few big four pay-per-views have not felt special. Um, mm. I feel like we've gotten a couple of cool moments in them. There's been some things that made the crowd pop, but overall front to back, the shows were, they dragged. There was a lot of matches you didn't need on there. A lot of storylines people didn't care about. Whereas this time I feel like maybe it's WrestleMania season. I don't know what the cause of it is, but Royal rumble front to back was, was very well done. And I think every match was a solid match.
0: well, I want to get because I want to get somebody else's opinion on this because I know Carl and I have talked about this in depth when it comes to these shows because you had mentioned the crowds here, Ryan. Um, how big of that is a factor in these shows? Because for, for me, still watching these without—I mean, I get it in the Thunderdome. We've got the we've got the screens. We've got the fake crowd noise being pumped in by production. For me, it just, it still doesn't feel quite the same. And I, and, and going into this, uh, especially the Royal Rumble here, this is where I really w- was concerned, you know, given that, you know, one of the big elements of the Royal Rumble matches is as the, the entrants are coming out, we have the crowd counting down. And I guess they managed to take some kind of pre taped instance of that happening and just using it. But uh, I, I thought it worked to a certain extent, but it still felt really odd with there just being kind of that somewhat, you know, just that that quote-unquote, I guess, you know, phony uh, presence of the fans there. It felt strange.
1: The canned canned crowd noise, which we talk about this on our show, for one of my co-hosts, Ryan Duchesne, he, he can't stand the product right now only because of the lack of fans. He says the fans really added an element for him that allowed him to watch it a lot easier. For me, I was able to get past that to a small extent. I had a big issue with the product that was being put out there. Now, in terms of the Royal Rumble last night, a lot of, yeah, canned crowd noise, but I think the allure of the Royal Rumble made it a lot easier to look past that. I think we all for just sure. fell in love with the Royal Rumble as a whole, that, yeah, it was kind of annoying, but I also I ignored it for the most part. I really didn't focus on the crowd noise outside of a, a couple of times where I thought, well, you're overdoing it, but other than that, sure. I think... It, the Royal Rumble was enough for me to look past that. And I don't know if you're going to get the same with the next two pay-per-views. Like yeah. when you have Elimination Chamber and you have Payback, WrestleMania maybe. But again, if you look at WrestleMania last year, they weren't able to quite pull that off. But again, it Damn. was the beginning of COVID. There's a lot of different circumstances and a lot of things to consider.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, let's get into some of the matches here, guys. Now, there was, you know, typically, you know, for the last, geez, I don't know how many years now with these, with the big four shows, they, they tend to do two, sometimes three of these pre-show matches. But in this case, we only had one this year with the Royal Rumble. And we had, um, for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship here, we had... Uh, Oscar and Charlotte Flair versus uh, two of my personal favorites, sarcasm intended, uh, Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler. Uh, I don't know if either of you guys had a chance to check out uh, uh, this pre-show match at all. I actually did sit through it and you know, you guys know that I've been pretty vocal about, you know, the, the first two people in this match, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax do absolutely nothing for me and this did nothing to change that opinion. <laughs> I got to be honest. Yeah.
1: I agree. So I I caught the first half of this pre-show match, and to your credit, I walked away. Yeah. I uh, I turned it on, and I went, well, you know what? I got to get dinner ready. I got some other stuff to do before the show starts. This is the perfect opportunity, unfortunately. And I personally am a huge Charlotte Flair fan. I have been a fan of Charlotte since she showed up. Yeah. Um, I'll always defend that, and I still I had to walk away from that matchup. Nia Jax, to me, I don't understand why she's still in the main roster. It doesn't make sense to me in any way shape or form i get that she's you know this dominant force but you've got a billion other talents that should be in that spot there's so many other women that should be in that spot Shayna Baszler was another talent that i had high hopes for but yeah at this stage there's they have dragged her right through the mud there's nothing left to really salvage until like prove me wrong prove me wrong don't get yeah. i don't want to be that smart mark but yeah I, I'm, I'm with you on this one joe i don't see any anything to credit them with so
0: I mean, I mean the, the Nia Jax. You know, we've beaten that dead horse to a bloody pulp. I think now, Carl. But with Shayna Baszler, <laughs> the issue with me, you know, and you know, since you're here for the first time, around, I know, I know, Carl has heard me talk about this, but just to get this point out here again, I mean, even in NXT, um, my issue with Shayna has always been <laughs> just that her hybrid MMA professional wrestling style just has never been believable to me. Just, to, I don't it's just a matter. And Ronda Rousey is also very guilty. Of this is that. It, so as somebody who's watched a lot of professional wrestling and a lot of mixed martial arts, it's so easy to spot these these MMA type of things and just it, it just doesn't come across as legitimate. I know the casual no, fan it, and, and it doesn't and yeah. they cut
1: you off. I'm sorry, but no, I'm go go ahead. to throw this point out there yeah. with, with the MMA crossover. What drives me nuts is they're not accomplishing what they're trying to accomplish. No. They brought in Ronda Rousey, they brought in all these MMA fighters to bring over an MMA audience. They did, I can tell you right now, unless they were already watching wrestling. MMA fans have no interest they, they just don't they're watching yeah. something that to them is a lot more adrenaline pumping or whatever you want to call it so it's a failed experiment no matter how you look at it
0: what's your opinion on this Carl are, are, we, are you still kind of with me on this or uh, have you shifted at all or did this do anything to change that opinion at all
2: no, no I, I mean, anytime that I see Nia Jax wrestling, I I, I I have to turn it away. I can't. I just can't. Because in the back of my mind, I'm going, I, I can't watch her hurt another person. I, I just can't deal with it. And then the whole, like you said, I mean, with Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, the uh, the crossover type of style, I, I can't deal with it. I mean, yeah. I, I try to. I, I'm a professional wrestling guy through and through. I have been since I've been three years old. And... That's that's it. I need to see the professional wrestling. If I want to see somebody just go out there and hit a bunch of strikes and and arm bars and leg locks, I mean, I'll I'll watch some UFC. I'll watch some Bellator. I'll watch whatever, right? Like for me, if I'm if I'm watching professional wrestling, I want to see professional wrestling. I don't want to see mixed martial arts yeah and I'm I that's that's me and yeah I'm still in that same sentiment um Shayna Baszler I'm not a fan of Nia Jax I'm not a fan of um just like Ryan said I mean I had I had some a little bit of hopes for Shayna definitely I mean I was hoping that she would you know down in NXT maybe uh learn a little bit of professional wrestling um but unfortunately she she really didn't and, and it might just be a product of them bringing her up too quickly too early um, I mean yeah. keeping the other two down there uh, within the group and yeah I don't know I don't know it just,
1: just I think you nailed it there I think, I, I think you nailed it with calling her up too early I think yeah. she was developing really well I think while in X- NXT she was in a spot where I was on board because I thought you know what here's this MMA fighter that if she stays in NXT develops her skills I'm all for it And she was building a pretty credible name for herself. I had watched her in NXT, and I loved it. I thought, you know what? This could be something. But then they called her up, and it's like, you can't run with her just because she's got a fan base. She's got people that are on board with it. You can't just all of a sudden call her up. She wasn't ready. And I think that's very apparent now. Yes.
0: and then you get Shafir and Duke. I mean, I, I have no clue what's going on with those two. I, I guess they're still down there. And if it's still a work in progress, um, the little bit that I recall seeing of them, it looked very, very rough around the
2: edges. So, Yeah, definitely it still is. Yeah. Um, but they're still there. They're so still it's, there. it's a work in progress. Yep. And I can deal with that. I can deal with the work in progress. I can't deal with just shoving somebody into a spotlight because of yep. uh, fan base or because of a name. I can't do it.
0: Absolutely. Yep. All right, let's get to the first main card match here. We have WWE champion Drew McIntyre beating up on his dad, Goldberg, for just under three minutes here. Uh, let's start with you, Ryan. What did you think of this um, essentially a squash match here with uh, Drew McIntyre and uh, Mr. Bill Goldberg?
1: So as I mentioned at the beginning, my wife was weirdly excited for this event, but <laughs> this was the one match she went into. Like, nope, I don't want to watch the grandfather win. I just I can't see it happen. Yeah. And I... At the end of the day, there's only so many ways that match could have played out. I'm happy with the way that it did. I think it was a great start to the show because you had a lot of fans like myself who thought, oh, no, they're doing it again. I went into that match not expecting Drew to win. I just let my hopes down. I said, it's going to be another Goldberg's going into mania. They want the ratings, yada, yada, yada so overall for me great way to start the show out great quick what two and a half minute match my wife taped it put it that way she timed it sorry <laughs> she actually timed it because yeah. she went if it goes under two minutes then Goldberg is winning and I think it went about two and a half minutes two and so, and a half
0: minutes. yeah, yeah. The, the strangest thing with me with this match here guys in the build towards us is it felt so odd the way that they set this up when they, when they had the confrontation between the two and, and Goldberg's saying that he was coming after him because he felt Drew was disrespecting uh, people. That that still makes zero sense to me. I have no idea where that came from.
1: So I don't know if you guys heard <laughs> or not, but there was a story that went around that apparently uh, they were cut it, getting short for time. Yeah. So as Raw was ending there, after I can't remember who uh, Drew wrestled. I think it was Keith Lee that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so after the match with Keith Lee, Drew was actually grabbing the mic right before Goldberg's music had hit. So apparently Drew was supposed to cut a promo where he talks about the legends or not completely disrespecting them, but kind of saying like, this is my time, yada, yada, yada. And that's where that whole bit was from. Mm. So Goldberg came out and stuck to the script, but Uh, Drew never actually got to do his line before he came out, which to your credit makes it even stupider (sighs) because Raw that night with Drew and Hulk Hogan doing a whole pose down. So uh, it made no sense. I... Again, it's it's a moment of you guys should have improv that. Goldberg shouldn't yeah. have come out and stuck to the script. He should have just came out and been like, Look, you're next and then go off. You know what? You're already short for time. You're next. Go off the air and build the story from there. You know, you can explain That's why Goldberg was do. there later.
0: That's all you had to do. What, what'd you think, Carl? You had to do. What'd you what do you what'd you think on this one, Carl?
2: I mean, I j- just like Ryan. I expected Goldberg to go in and win this.
0: I was terrified um, that that was going to be the case. I was terrified.
2: Right? It's <laughs> like no. But, I mean, so so I'll play it out for everybody. As soon as I found out that Edge was going into the Royal Rumble, yeah. my immediate thought was we're going to have Edge and Goldberg at WrestleMania. Because that's going to draw people in yeah. because the, you know, the guys that have watched the old WCW and the guys that watched the WWE, especially during those ratings wars, those were, were two, two of the guys that were there, and and, and I mean, that they, they drew up with watching. So why not put the two of them into a matchup together at WrestleMania? You're going to draw those people in. That's, that's where my thoughts went to. Um, I'm kind of glad it didn't play out that way, but I'm kind of sad that it didn't play out that way because every time that Goldberg has come back for a championship... He wins. He's won. Yeah. And I kind of was like, you know what? Like, Goldberg had that huge winning streak. He was, you know, unstoppable. Let's do the same thing again. Let's just, why not, right? Right now, the WWE is just a joke. So let's just make a joke out of it.
1: One thing I wanted to touch on, too, is that I, I mentioned this before. They keep every year bringing back Goldberg. Goldberg has been back yearly since 2016. Why not bring back a different legend? I understand mm-hmm. that they're doing this to get the ratings, to get the you know, old fans brought back in. There are so many legends you could bring back and put a title onto that would do the same that Goldberg does. Like For fans, as wrestling fans, we don't care about Goldberg anymore. It's been done to death. Back in 2016, man, I was all on that Goldberg hype train. I was like, choo-choo, let's go. Yeah. But at this stage, I, I don't understand the reason to bring him back. So I'm glad they didn't give him the belt. If they had given him the belt, that would have been a, another straw. I mean, I'll, I'll keep yeah. saying that that's the last straw, but you know, it was just another straw. <laughs> <on that. laughs> Many straws.
0: Yeah, but I, I, I'm I'm literally sitting just over here watching on my big screen. I'm on the edge of my seat, and I I, I see Goldberg hit that jackhammer. I'm like, oh crap, they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it, and yep. and then Drew kicks out of it, and and Goldberg is just shocked because at that point, I mean, I could probably kind of i on one hand how many times people have kicked out of that move so um, just genuinely surprised and, and, and happy uh, that, uh, that I think that they went with the right move of keeping it on Drew because like you had mentioned Ryan I mean we're beating a dead horse with uh, the Goldberg and bring him back and bringing him back and bring yep. him back you when know, we have so many uh, talents you know I, I, as we've seen later in the show of, of legends that you know that, that could come back and potentially do something other than Bill Goldberg every single time
1: Yeah, Um, and I think just one thing that uh, has passed over a lot, this match really built up through substantially because now you've got a talent that's not only beaten Lesnar but has also beaten Goldberg. Yep. I'm not yes. sure if has Roman beaten Goldberg or no. I can't remember if they ever faced off. I know he faced Lesnar a few times, but I can't remember if Lesnar uh, Roman and remember. Goldberg have ever had a match. I can't I remember don't now. I believe so. I can't remember. So, if they if they haven't then that puts Drew one step ahead of Roman which to me yeah. in terms of face of the company, however you want to look at that, it, it shows a definite shift in the narrative from WWE compared to the Roman Reigns angle that they ran for years and years. So, um, that I love the way they're building up Drew. I think this was yeah. uh, a huge win for him, and I, I'm excited to see what they do moving forward now. Because prior to uh, last night, I thought it was a Goldberg victory, and I yeah. didn't know what to expect out of Raw. Yeah. I went, it's going to be Goldberg yeah. winning. I don't care about Mania. Now I'm I'm more curious than I was. So. Yeah,
0: it's so interesting with him because you look back a while back, I mean, you see where Drew is at now, and you look back to the days when he was kind of the, the odd man, the third wheel in the three-man band, and then you look to just, I mean, how far that dude has come to be one of the most legitimate, one of the most believable uh, champions that, uh, not just in the WWE, but I think just in professional wrestling right now, and uh, you know, one of the few things I will get WWE credit for, for doing properly and uh, building him up as a main event draw in a, a genuine superstar. Yep. Yes. All right. So let's shift out f- from that to the women's match here. We're going with uh, Sasha Banks versus Carmella for the WWE SmackDown women's championship here. Um, let's start with you, Carl. What did you, uh, what was your takeaway from this match? What did you think?
2: I, I think it, it told a really good story inside of that ring. Um. I I don't know. I, I normally I'm not a big Carmella fan or, or, you know, anything like that, but I, I was kind of into the match. Yeah. I'm like, she yeah. kind of stepped up a little bit and, um, you know, this, this guy that she's got with her now that's, uh, you know, kind of helping her out and whatever. And like, I mean, it, it just kind of played out okay for me. I mean, I was fine with it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I would agree. Um, I think that they're doing okay. Uh, in, in full transparency, here I will say just right off the hop, wrestling wise, I think our Carmella is doing okay. You know, there's obviously still a lot of work. That I think that could be done there, but I will say, and a big positive for her as as a single male heterosexual wrestling fan, she is very very pleasing to the eyes, and that is a, a big win in my opinion. And so, it, it, she's 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 and nice t- to watch but uh, I think the wrestling could still use a little bit of work but I, you know I thought they did okay with this I mean is this a match that you know in 10 15 20 years from now are we going to be looking back finally and going hey remember that match between Carmel and Sasha banks that's not going to definitely be the case but I thought you know this was it was a decent women's championship match somewhere in the middle of the of a wrestling card that's the that's really my genuine takeaway from it
1: So I I somewhat disagree with Joe in the sense – I fully agree with you thinking she's uh, nice in the eyes. Beautiful beautiful woman. You can't disagree with that. (laughs) Yeah, you can't disagree with that. But where I do disagree is I I was about to say where the beep did Carmella come from? Hmm. Because to me, she was somebody that a couple years ago was okay in the ring but was nothing special at that point. like It was more so like you said, she was eye candy. She was somebody that was athletic, good-looking was able to be on screen and didn't hurt everybody that she was in the ring with. Yeah. So I had no issue with Carmela right now. I'm super high on her because I think that she's shown so much improvement. She's not spectacular yet. I'm not going to say that she's an incredible wrestler, but I think she's well in her way to being looked at in the same regard as Sasha bank, Bailey, Charlotte flair. If she keeps on this same track, because the last couple matches she's had blew me away. I had no interest in them my wife was watching, them and I ended up being like, holy cheese, <laughs> that is one of the, uh, the most insane matchups I've seen in a while. So I got to give her credit for somebody that I didn't think had really any wrestling ability over the last few months. She has shown so much improvement that, uh, I'm curious to see where she's going to be a year from now. If she stays on this trend.
0: For sure. I mean, to go from being the valet with Enzo and Cass to, to where she's gone now. I mean, she's leaps and bounds from where she's been, but, leaps uh, and bounds. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. I, I will uh, definitely agree with you on that one. So, yep. Yeah, um, curious to see what would going forward for her, because I, I think uh, like you said, you know, there's a tremendous amount of potential with her and uh, hopefully they will capitalize on that. So, uh, going from that to the women's Royal rumble match itself here. Uh, yeah. Let's get into some of the kind of the details here. <laughs> um, you know, why don't I start with myself? Cause I have a feeling you guys are going to be a lot more kind about this match than, than I am. Um, I don't want to shittle over this match okay I want to be very clear about that uh, you know I thought there were lots of good moments in this match but my issue still and I think it's more of just a um, lack of experience with a lot of the talent in in these matches but I, th- I feel that these battle royal and royal Rumble matches with the with the girls it, it still it feels maybe it's maybe it's because I watch too much wrestling but I just it, it just it feels so rigid and planned out these matches like it doesn't feel like it has like a natural kind of flow to it and I, I think that's just a lack of experience but I mean it, it's come leaps and bounds and again just like the match with, Car- uh, with uh, Carmel and Sasha you know she's come leaps and bounds the girls have come leaps and bounds from where they're at but it's still a work in progress
1: yeah I, I fully agree with that um, when you look at that matchup there was a lot of moments and to your credit it's it comes down to experience when you put yeah. you know eight girls in the ring together you don't have right now, WWE does not have eight female stars that are at the top of their game, no. they just don't. And that's not a, a shot at the women's division, it's just I don't even think they have eight men that are at the top of their game if you no. were to break down the numbers. So, no. um, you get that many people in the ring trying to do that organized chaos, you're going to see a lot of uh faults. And I think, especially right now with the women, it's their what third Royal Rumble, yeah. Um, you're right, it was definitely a lot of planned moments that you could tell were not executed extremely well. I mean, it was still a fun rumble to watch, but overall, I don't think I'm going to be super nice about it. Like, I don't think <laughs> I'm going to say, hey, this was a great rumble. I think it was an okay rumble. I think the uh, the talents that needed to get over did. I really enjoyed the finish. Like, I really, really enjoyed the finish of this rumble. Yep. But throughout the majority of it, I was kind of doing the same as you guys, I imagine, just going, well, that didn't look great. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: One thing that uh, I want to throw your way here, Carl, because I know with you being worker in the ring before that this is the type of thing that bothers you and I want to bring it up there were a few spots in this match uh, one in particular with Charlotte she's basically in the ropes waiting waiting to um, to essentially eliminate or to try and eliminate somebody but that waiting for a spot to kind of happen and and to kind of execute bugs the hell out of me and I know it bugs you too
2: it definitely does Uh, that's yeah that's one thing that I can't stand and and to your point it's too rigid. That's the thing. It's too thought and planned out for enjoyable entertainment, I guess you could say. Um, I would rather just see things organically happen. Yeah. You know, if, if Charlotte needs a break or something, okay, you know, sit down in the middle of the ring or something. Like, take your break yeah. there because it's it's a Royal Rumble. Yeah. Obviously, if you need to stand at the ropes, somebody's coming to throw you out. Like, yeah. it's it's it just doesn't make sense. So, I mean, definitely, yes, like. Please, like, we need to stop with all of this rigidness. We need to just let things happen organically like they should be.
0: Now, now, now to be fair with these types of matches, and not just in the women's matches, the, the men's matches, just these big battle royal matches in general, there's a lot of moving parts, I'm sure, a lot of planned spots and everything. It, it's got to be a logistical nightmare, not only for the wrestlers in the ring themselves, but uh, you know, the other referees at ringside in production and Mr. McMahon in this particular case, I mean, just to, to try and execute all these things and to pull them all together into what should be like a, um, a smooth-looking match, it's got to be difficult. I mean, uh, I'm not somebody that's ever been involved in an aspect of that, and I just I can imagine that uh, it's there's always going to be issues and. Uh, but just sometimes, just it just they're a lot more apparent than they should be. But uh, yeah. But it, but um, just it, yeah, just again. to
1: touch on that point real yeah. quick, I was I've done a lot of backstage stuff with some independent promotions over the last couple of years. Yeah. And one of the matchups that I got to see was in a six-man ladder match. They had like a contract, or sorry, not ladder. It was a contract on a pole, so they had ladders all over the place, and it was just organized chaos, similar to a Royal Rumble, but obviously six compared to thirty people. But seeing these guys put that matchup together backstage, it was again main event of the night. So. They had about two hours to put this whole thing together and they spent two hours putting this whole thing together, running through this I must have heard them run through the same spot <laughs> ten times. Yeah. Ten times, right? Because it's like you said, it's such organized chaos that I give them credit because once you go out there, you can plan it out and say it a billion times backstage. But once you're actually running it out on the in the ring, I can only imagine the the different feelings and the different circumstances that could come up with it. So for sure, yeah, yeah
2: it's, yeah, it's 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 definitely wild. It definitely is. I mean, I the battle royals. I was never in a like thirty person, but I've been in battle royals, and um, the most notable is a battle royal that I did with the Patriot, and it was just organic. It was just we went. And I'm I, I shouldn't say that actually. Um, quick little story about that. Um, I was supposed to go out like number seven. Uh, Patriot was winning. Um, I was known as the extreme Canadian Carl Carafel. I wore everything that was Canadian and, uh, the Patriot looks at the board and goes, uh, what's going on here? Um, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. He goes, you're Carl, right? I said, yeah. And he goes seventh. I'm like, yep. That's what the promoter put. He goes, hold on. And he gets the promoter and grabs the promoter by the back of the neck, brings him over and goes, Carl has moved to the last. And we're like, What? Very okay, cool. that was really the only thing that was planned out. Is he's like, why would you not have the American and the Canadian as the last two in the ring, and then uh, then you know I'll, I'll throw them over. Like, makes sense to me. What's what's the problem here, right? Yeah. So I yep. mean, that's that was really the only thing that was super rigidly talked about and, and, and fixed everything else was just go out there. We had really good referees uh, around the ring who uh, knew who was supposed to go and when, so they would kind of go to the area where that person was after a little bit of time. And then uh, if that person was supposed to go out, they, they would just kind of call it, they would call it to the worker. And then that you knew, okay, so I'm with this guy right now. Okay. Now I got to throw him over because the ref just called
1: it like
2: that was it. That's how we did it.
1: Yep. Circling back to the Royal Rumble for a second cuz you brought up a good point there. The refs knew where to be in terms of eliminations and make all those calls. Did you guys find that last night we missed half of the eliminations on TV? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would I look oh, up yeah. and be like, yep. "Wait a minute, where is where's Bailey? Like Bailey was my yep. pick." So, well, I picked number 1. I went yep. into this Royal Rumble going, "You know what? <laughs> it's the third women's Rumble. They're going to give it to the first woman that comes out. They mm-hmm. got to eventually give it to the the number 1 contender." So, I went, yep. "It's got tonight's the night." So, I was watching Bailey very intently the entire night waiting to see when she got eliminated and all of a sudden i'm thinking she's walking up the ramp when the hell did she get eliminated <laughs> and sure enough it was i, I can't even remember she got tossed over while they were replaying something else yeah. and they didn't bother to mention it until two minutes later At one point, I think the commentators actually were the ones to address it. I went, "Uh, I think Bailey's gone too, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were actually replaying
2: another elimination that happened.
1: That's what I thought. Yeah, it was a lot of bizarre stuff like that last night where we missed a lot of eliminations due to replays and whatever else. So.
0: They were likely, I think, at that point, because Bailey was officially eliminated. uh, She was the 12th one eliminated. And I think Tori Wilson was eliminated shortly before her. So I think that the cameras were a little fixed, maybe more on Tori, you know, for obvious reasons there in that case. But uh, um, some interesting ones that showed up here. I mean, a big kind of standout one for me that uh, I was, you know, I didn't pop large for, but it was nice to see, was Victoria. It was nice to see her back uh, in the ring again. One that made me scratch my head a lot. It had me thinking, hmm, they couldn't get anybody but her. Was uh, was Jillian? Um, that one was a big head scratcher for me. At least she didn't come out with that big freaking mole in her
1: face. So I'm I'll not gonna lie, I popped, I popped for Jillian coming yeah. out. It's one of those. I think it comes down to uh, an age thing. Honestly, yeah. it depends on where when you were watching wrestling. Like for me, when Jillian was big, I was a teenager. I was a like. Yeah. 12, 13, 14, when Jillian was doing her JBL angle. (laughs) And then when she became the pop star, I was like 15, 16, right? So I was, I hated it at the time, but seeing her come back for me was just like a, oh, hey, here's that person who I didn't think I'd ever see again. So I did get like a kick out of it. I didn't think she'd win by any means or expect (laughs) her to do anything. But I thought having her there for at least like you know, the the mid-20-year-olds, they all probably got a nice, good kick out of that. So For sure. Uh, I think that
2: they really need to bring her back just for a little bit and run with the Billy and Jilly. Hmm. Like I think so, too. You know, I'd I, I opt for that. <laughs> Me, too. I was like, this is freaking fantastic. <laughs> I loved it. It, it was great hmm. to see. And they worked really good together inside of that, that ring during the Rumble. So yeah, I, I would right. love to see Jillian come back and do a Billy and Jilly. <laughs> love yep. it.
0: As for the result for this match, uh, Bianca Belair getting the win, and uh, I thought that was a, a, a great move, and, and uh, I agree with you, was Ryan. Was there
1: any surprise from you guys? Sorry, before you get into it, was there yeah. any surprise that it was Bianca Belair for you guys?
0: No, not for, not, not no. for myself. Not for myself. Uh, she was actually somebody I actually had predicted, and yeah. um, and I thought it was great, too. At, at the end, you know, they did a little interview with her, with her, and, I mean, that was some real genuine emotion for me. You could tell that she's somebody that you know has put a lot of – time and effort and and work into to getting where she's at and i know a lot of people use the term deserve you know oh she deserves that i like to use the term earned she earned that spot she's put the work and the time you could tell she's somebody that takes professional wrestling seriously and she looks great in that spot and uh, she's gonna be fun to watch at wrestlemania
2: i think for myself the um i'm gonna go a little negative for a few moments here, I think the only negatives that I really have out of this entire thing was, uh, that spot with, uh, Bianca Belair and Naomi, I believe it was on the, uh, uh, hanging off of the ropes and that was just really weird, really odd. Um, it didn't do anything for me. Um, and then what, what the hell, why didn't they let Alexa Bliss transform? that's all i want i just wanted to see my alexa bliss transform come on (laughs) really good though i mean they did that super fantastically i do have to say that that not allowing her to transform because we all know if she would have she would have won that's just you know par for the course right now um so i mean they actually did a really good job with that am i upset that alexa bliss didn't win yeah, well, then you're, you're but <laughs> Bianca Belair definitely earned it. Well, then you, you might hate me for
0: this one here, Carl. But I'll do it anyways. But uh, you know, I will say, Kylie Ray called and she wants her gimmick back. <laughs> just kidding. I just thought I'd throw that little jab in there. But uh, but yeah, it, it, you can tell that there's a, it seems like there's a bit of an homage to there. But yeah, but I mean, um, she, she um, does pretty. she's one of the more intriguing uh, women in the uh, women's division now. And uh, yeah, I thought that they did uh, cut her a little bit short there. But uh, that is uh, always a discussion we can but have. But it was right? good,
2: though. Yeah, for like sure. It was good for, for sure. them to do so.
0: Like, yeah. Tease, yeah. Tease it. And not give it all away.
2: Right? I agree. Not give it away. Uh, Because I think that this is only going to allow for her to go on further now and uh, be able to have a really good match at WrestleMania Mm -hmm. with a women's champion.
0: For sure. All right, let's get to the Last Man Standing match here for the WWE Universal Championship between defending champion Roman Reigns with Mr. Paul Heyman against Mr. Kevin Owens. I'll throw this over to you, Mr. Ryan Knight. What did you think of this Last Man Standing match? Because it seems to be a, a pretty uh, polarizing uh, uh, match here. And I will say, uh, but before before you do go, though, I will say, just outside the match, I thought the build up to this match is some of the better work that they've done in quite a while, and they need to do more of this. Uh, the, this was a a longer kind of running storyline that, that actually had uh, some investment in there uh, for me in this. So uh, they need to do more of this. Just just a little side note.
1: No, I agree. And uh, before I fully get into it, I will say for all the turnbuckle fans that don't know, I was a Roman, an anti-Roman guy. Like I could oh, not stand Roman Reigns for, for years and years. Um, it was it was a problem. It was a real problem that clouded my judgment. Right now, I've, I've reached a level where I, I love Roman Reigns. I can't believe I'm saying those words, but I think the role that he's in is perfect. I'm like, hey, yeah. do this just complete, self-absorbed. I'm the best that there is. Awesome. I love that gimmick. Yeah. So, uh, And obviously, Kevin Owens speaks for himself. He's an absolute god. I love Kevin Owens. Yep. So the two of them going at it, great matchup, super physical, multiple big spots, way more big spots than I anticipated for a yeah. single match. Um, I went into that when Kevin Owens went up to the top uh, – he was still in the arena at that stage. I can't remember where they were, up behind the fans there. And they jumped through the tables, and he gets thrown through that. I thought, okay, that's your big spot for the matchup. And they kept going for another, I think, 20 minutes so or whatever it was. So, uh, honestly, I love the matchup. My one gripe, which I'm sure you guys know, is going to be that referee spot. I don't know what was going through their mind. Um, of course, the referee counted the six while uh, Roman and Paul were trying to deal with the handcuffs. And then just kind of went, oh, never mind, and walked out of the the screen. So to me, you guys are in an industry that (laughs) prides itself on their referees. Like that's something I've always heard backstage is that they were, you know what, I don't care what it is. If you count three, you count three. You don't stop that count for anything. So why would they stop this count just because Roman couldn't get up? I'm sorry. You should have found another way. Like Kevin Owens should have taken the initiative maybe to go and beat up Roman some more, to break up the count a bit, right? Be like, hey, Paul, get out of here and shove Paul out of the way beat up Roman. Like whatever it is, just to break up that count and make it make sense. But to count to six, then just stop and then have the uh, commentators awkwardly say afterwards – Well, uh, he got to his feet, so if there was a 10 count, then I was was sitting there screaming. I was screaming at my television. So outside of that, I think the match was spectacular, and it would have been one of my favorite matches. I think that one blunder gives me enough of a bitter, petty, you know, look at it, so...
0: What's interesting with that? Uh, before you give some comments here, Carl, when it gets to those moments, one thing with, with WWE that they've w- always done is when those kind of wonky kind of moments happen. Especially uh, Mister uh, Cole is re- really famous for this. Is that he'll try and sell it as though things are just hunky dory. It reminds me of like like in sports uh, when you watch when you see somebody get hit with like a puck or a ball or something in the in the testicles, and they go, "Oh, it looks like he got hit in the upper thigh region." I'm like, "No, he got hit in the balls." He got hit in the balls, right. right? Yeah. So you know, it, it's one of those things where like when commentary tries to sell it in this kind of weird kind of way just it's i mean i get some comedic um uh, factor out of it but uh, it's a little hokey let's be honest
1: it's completely hokey but yeah. they did a lot of that last night i felt the same with uh the other issue we didn't talk about it much when you mentioned uh the royal rumble spot with the women where they went to the outside why was it that naomi could just lay on her back on the outside yeah because to me it's like and so nobody was smart enough to think of doing that before like that's you need to address that. To me, that needs to be addressed, even if it's a storyline. Have management come out the next night and be like, "Hey, we'll let it go this time, but moving forward." Because to me, at this stage, what are we going to see in next year's Royal Rumble? Is everyone just going to try and land on their back like a turtle? I just, <laughs> I don't understand what the uh, the rule is in terms of Royal Rumble breaking the rules. It just doesn't make sense. That,
0: that that's another point. You know, w- going back to you know the, the Shawn Michaels moment, of course, the famous you know the two feet thing ever since then, and, you know, especially recently, it's like we need, it's strange. It's, it's like, we have to keep emphasizing that point. Okay. We you know this is, this is this, this it's, it's this moment now that just seemingly has to happen in every match. And we really have to highlight it. We have to put it right to the floor and say, okay, you know, we get it. Their feet didn't touch the floor. That's part of the rules. We get it. Maybe they, they just keep pounding that into, into, in, into our heads. I'm like, I I feel like they're stuck in
1: this loop of, like, hey, we have to top ourselves because they think that we expect them to top themselves each Rumble. Here's the thing. WWE, if for some reason you guys are watching us, just know that, like... For years, we did expect that, but Kofi Kingston has beaten that horse oh, to yeah. death. Yeah. We no longer think you can top it. Like yeah. there's nothing we think you can do. Yeah. Now you're just laying on the floor. Now you're legitimately just <laughs> laying on the floor. You're not even trying. Yeah. So just just stop it. Stop uh, it with yeah. it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So just over, overall, before we uh, actually, I think we'll, we'll take a brief break here. But what, what are your kind of overall thoughts with this, uh, Carl?
2: I mean, the matchup was no. w- was good. I mean, I, I I got no complaints about it. Um, I mean, sure, referee spot, you know that, <laughs> right? But um, I yeah. mean, I think I can overlook that uh, for uh, you know a brief moment to kind of suspend the disbelief uh, for it gets a hard little sometimes. bit, yeah. and uh, just kind of oddly enough, enjoy Roman Reigns match.
0: Yeah.
1: But should we? Should we should we let them get away with that? That's my question. I know you want to move on here, but should we actually let them get away with that? I think to me, that's such a big blunder. That is too big of a blunder just to kind of look past the guy stopped counting. If anything, their storyline move, because enough of the Internet knows their storyline move should be Paul Heyman comes out and goes, we paid off that ref." You know, like that whatever, whatever, up, whatever yeah. it is, just you got to do something to, to address what happened because all the fans saw it. We all are mad about it. So address it in some way, whether we're mad about it moving on. That's fine. But at least you did something. So, the,
2: the, yeah, no. And, and, and I fully agree with that. I definitely do. I mean, they need to uh, they need to at least give a closure to why that happened. Definitely. I agree with that. Um Most of the time certain
1: things you can let go, but that one you can't, you can't, you can't. (laughs) It's, it's very true. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Very true. I mean, lately, uh, especially watching, um, some, uh, AEW stuff, I I try not to watch the referees as much anymore. Um, for reasons that, um, yeah, we've discussed many times on this (laughs) program. Um, so for me, I try to focus a lot more on just the workers, uh, mm-hmm. that are in there and, and, and not really focus on, on the referee. So for, for myself, I can kind of let that go a little bit because I'm more focused on the work workers and not kind of what the referee is doing or any, you know, crap calls that have been made type of thing. But in this case, it, it, it's big, it's huge, it's blatant, it's right in your mm-hmm. face. You know, it's the rear view, boom, hit you, um, yeah. So yeah, you're right. Something needs to be done to close it out.
0: And, yeah. and to your point, Ryan, I mean, cause in that in that scenario, you have to be careful to not continue insult the intelligence of, of your of your audience. And if you're if you're going to go that that direction, then you need to go completely any other. If you're if you're going to ride that fine line, then you just need to flat out insult the the audience. Uh, I agree. Otherwise, I agree. you just you. You compromise it. So,
1: so I'm not going to lie, I half expected, and I think of it more as a joke now, but when this all happened, I <laughs> half expected Vince McMahon's music to hit and him to blow out two <laughs> quads while yeah, doing something right. to reset this, because to me, I'm like, Vince shouldn't allow this. Vince yeah. should be backstage freaking Just out, like, fuming. no, no, no. Fuming. We're not going to allow, like, like fire the rep on the spot, like, even storyline-wise, if you got to, but there should have been some sort of mass hysteria when that happened, and I, I'm surprised there wasn't. Yeah. The fact the commentators are the ones that did all the damage control is yeah. mind-boggling.
0: Yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> all, right, man. all right, guys, before we get to the uh, the main event for the night here, we're going to take a brief break, and we're going to hear from our friends over at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. We'll be right back.
1: Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The Wrestling Brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Mm -hmm.
0: All right, guys. Mighty Joe and Carl Careful back here on Turnbuckle Talk with our special guest, Mr. Ryan Knight from Knights of the Squared Circle. All right, guys. Let us get to the main event here. We're talking the Men's Royal Rumble match. Uh, this one was a bit of a doozy. There, there was um, there were some some pretty cool moments, I think, in this match. You know, it wasn't definitely not the best Royal Rumble match I've ever seen, but but they did do some fun stuff here. Um, let's start with you, Ryan. What, what did you what did you think of this um, the Men's Royal Rumble match here?
1: So before we get into the actual matchup, I do want to say I wasn't a fan of how they announced the participants prior to the match. Me too. I get that you you want the viewers for Fox, but at the end of the day, the viewers turning into Fox that wanted to see that aren't going to go and tune into the Rumble because now they know. Like for me, it's not like number 30 being Natalia made me go, well, I got to stick around for that. No, I would have watched the women's Rumble wanting to know who number 30 was without knowing it was Natalia. So that's my quick rant on that. Overall, I think the men's rumble was was spectacular. Sorry, Joe, look you know. like you're about to say something there. For sure. <laughs> because
0: uh, as Carl especially knows, I to your point, Ryan, I am a lover of the, the element of the surprise, right? I hate when things get announced too much ahead of time, like especially for the longest time, you know, when Cena would kinda of go away for a while and they'd be like, Oh, you know, coming up in, in three weeks, Cena is coming back. I'm like, you idiots like you spoiled it. You spoiled the surprise. You know, just I, yeah. I hate that. You know, keep that surprise i get you know tease a little bit to 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 entice some people but don't give it all away
1: yep i agree i agree um one of the best things they ever did i don't know if you guys are even aware of this but in 2008 when john cena returned at the royal rumble so Mm. he was supposed to be out for a year with that injury if you guys look back at the royal rumble poster for that year at the very back of the poster is john cena's fist doing this yeah you can see his wristband on it you, you can't see the logo but if you look you can tell that's john cena's wrist yep. and like it's you could definitely tell that's 2008 cena yep. and i'm going holy cow so they had the they were smart enough to put him in the poster but nobody knew he came back that night yep. until he showed up obviously yep. so it's to me i'm all about the element of surprise i don't know why they did that regardless i think the royal rumble was really well done um obviously some missed points but i had fun watching it seeing carlito come back was huge i popped huge for carlito of course we expected him at legends night um overall it was a good rumble it wasn't i don't think that they it was it wasn't the best rumble let me say that it certainly wasn't the greatest royal rumble of all time but it wasn't a bad rumble by any means it was a lot of fun to watch from start to finish i think a lot of the fans had fun with it so
0: for me, the, the most notable things, uh, for me, uh, my big pop, my big uh, return was uh, seeing Christian. Um, yep. we, we had like two-thirds of my prediction. We, we, we had Edge, we had Christian. I'm like, damn, if we could have gotten Gangrel uh, in there, we could have had a Broodmune, and that would have been super friggin' cool. <laughs> but um, for, for me, the one of the most interesting takeaways, because if, if you look at the... Um, at the list of the talents in the the women's Royal Rumble match, we had a really nice mix of Raw, SmackDown, and NXT in there. When you look at the, at the men's uh, lineup here, we had only one uh, male talent from NXT, and that was Damian Priest. Only one to me that that was a big surprise here that we o- we could only get one NXT guy in there,
1: and no Keith Lee, no Keith Lee, no Keith Lee.
0: That was a real so- missed opportunity, in my opinion.
1: Real yeah. missed opportunities. No, no, there was definitely some notable omissions from this year's Royal Rumble that didn't make any sense to me. Yep.
0: Yeah. And uh, Jey Uso. No Jey Uso yep. either. Uh, that seems to be uh, uh, a bit of a, uh, a strange one there. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I was really curious as to why we only had one NXT talent in there. And, and you know, given when uh, Keith Lee made his first Royal Rumble appearance... And uh, did what he was able to do with Brock Lesnar. I mean, he was made a star instantly in that moment. And to not uh, do more with that this year, I thought was a, a real, real missed opportunity. I mean, they have a real star there in Keith Lee and they need to capitalize on him. Just saying. Yeah, they yeah.
2: definitely do. They definitely. And I mean, I, I <laughs> hope that they do. I mean, it's something that uh, we've seen time and time again where they will, you know, kind of push, push, push a little bit. And, uh, and then it's just gone. And then it just seems to have disappeared, and it's it's nowhere, Mm -hmm. and it's uh, yeah, it's it's something that's very frustrating. So Mm -hmm. I I hope that that is not the case.
0: You know, and with the exception of you know Carlito, Christian, and um, Hurricane Helms, uh, that was essentially it for the surprises. You know, they they had said uh, they they had actually had advertised essentially that we had nine surprise entrants in uh, this year's Royal Rumble. Um, You know, I'm not a math genius, but that's not nine. So, no, no,
1: um, I don't know for me. It's, I'm curious if COVID had anything to do with it because, again, we're, we're living in weird times right now. So, That's I'm wondering true. if traveling with, I'm sure they had plans for a lot more talent, I'm sure they reached out to a lot more talent, but it's a matter of trying to get them there. That was probably the issue. But who knows? Who knows? It could have mm-hmm. also been a matter of them, you know, over exaggerating numbers, which WWE never does ever. No, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, At the end of the day, it was a good rumble, but like I said, I don't feel it was the greatest Royal Rumble that they've ever... Well, it certainly wasn't the greatest Royal Rumble. They did that in uh, Saudi Arabia, so you'll never top that one.
2: (laughs) You're talking about numbers for a minute, okay? So I don't know if anybody else caught this, or maybe if I'm just losing my mind here, but while they were going through uh, at the very beginning of the show, and they're talking about the numbers, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: it's all about the numbers, and they put up there that there has been 30 Royal Rumble winners. But we're at the 34th Royal Rumble.
1: Hmm. How is that possible? Okay, for, hang on. Has ben, Benoit has won at least once? Has he won more than once? I don't think so. I don't believe so, okay. just once. So, yeah. so one of those would probably be Benoit. I don't know what the other ones would be.
0: Maybe they're just not right. counting him. Right? Like, Or, or, theory... Maybe Mr. Scott Steiner is behind the
2: mathematics? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I'm gonna have to rewatch <laughs> it again and uh Maybe and, they're and, also, and take a look and see.
1: <laughs> they could also <laughs> Steiner mathematics, curious, man. You can't go wrong, excited. right? <clears throat> and they're not counting the Royal Rumbles that didn't include a main event spot. Maybe. Maybe.
2: I don't know. Ah, I don't God. know. It's just it's just weird yeah. that, you know. You talk about the WWE exaggerating numbers; they definitely do. Yeah. But like, make the numbers at least make sense. Because I mean, for somebody who's coming into this, um, maybe not have watched the the Royal Rumble or the WWE product, in it for a little bit of time, um, we're looking at it going, we're at the thirty fourth Royal Rumble there's always a winner at the Royal Rumble, but you're telling me that there was only 30 winners.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, it, they, they needed to just kind of make that a little, yeah. I, I think that I would have been okay with them going above, you know, going right at yeah. the 34th Royal Rumble, Four. but we've had 38 Royal Rumble winners, you know, kind of including <laughs> uh, the double win that happened, yeah. right, and then maybe including the greatest You know, from Saudi Arabia and and something like that would have made a little bit more sense to me. But like I said, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch the beginning just to make sure. But I'm pretty sure that I I heard them say and saw the graphic come up 30 winners, and we're at the 34th.
0: An even better approach there would have been, I mean, if you're not sure of the number, just don't mention it.
2: (laughs) It's a pre done thing. Yeah. So it was a pre-done B-roll package that was done. Yeah. yeah. that should have yeah. been gone through by at least three yeah. editors. And Vince. Right. And Vince. Right.
0: Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. There's a
1: whole lot of people that that should have gone through. By the way, I don't know if I'm still in this chat or not. Yes, you because, are, like, yep. It's really yep. laggy for me at the moment, but no uh, I completely agree with everything that I heard there.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, you know, the internet uh, sometimes uh, acts up with us, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not, I mean, um, for, for the result, I mean, I, I thought they, I enjoyed the ending to, to this match here, and um, I know a lot of people have issue with giving a, a part-time wrestler this spot, but you know what? I'm just going to come and say it, you know, if... I think what's happening here is that, you know, I'm going to reference something here too, because I actually saved this. Uh, I'm going to pull up my phone here and I saved this uh, before. This is a screenshot uh, from a tweet, uh, from Mr. Mustafa Ali, who, um, actually posted about this. All right. Now I'm going to find it and I'm going to read this, uh, tweet for you here. Um, I'd like to be the first to welcome back all the senior citizens that will surely take away opportunities from hungry, hardworking individuals of this glorious road to hashtag WrestleMania. Um, interesting comments there. um, But that says a lot. I mean, if your part-time talent can get over better than you can, then maybe you should be trying harder. I'll just come (laughs) out and say it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, I mean, to your point, um, they can really only do what creative rights for them to do. That's true,
0: too. That's true, too. That's a fair statement. It's a fair statement. So, But, uh, again we'll see uh, are you still there right I
1: I think so (laughs) I can hear you guys but my screen is completely frozen at this point Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, no, you're uh, still so. moving I, I, on my I, I, screen, far so. as I can tell I'm keeping up. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe what we'll do here is we'll, no, uh, we'll, we'll we'll just keep going. We'll keep going with it here, all we can, as long as we uh, we still have you. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Keep. Like I said, I can hear everything. I just can't see it. So.
0: <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Let's uh, let's go to our showstopper segment and uh, wrap up things here for this week. <laughs> All right, guys, so for the Showstopper segment this week, we want to talk about coming out of this event. Uh, Are we, you know, I had mentioned in uh, like a Mr. Mustafa Ali's tweet there, the road to WrestleMania here. So coming out of Royal Rumble, I mean, for for years and years of watching, you know, this is one of the main goals of this event is to establish the storylines and to get on to that road to WrestleMania to to build for your big show for the year. I'll start with you, uh, Ryan. Do you think that they accomplished that this year with the Royal Rumble?
1: Um, I think they've done a good job given the circumstances. I think given what we're dealing with right now, they've done a great job. And I hope I understood this question right, because again, it's pretty laggy on my side. But to me, I think they've done a great job making the Royal Rumble feel like the Royal Rumble, given what's going on, because I was worried. I think you guys were too. We were all worried about what this event was going to be, because it's such an important event to wrestling fans. So at the end of the day, it was very well-received. You look at the reviews online, a lot of fans really enjoyed it. So I think they did a great job given all the circumstances. But I'm also not going to say it was the greatest Royal Rumble or my favorite Royal Rumble. It wasn't my favorite event, but it was a solid event from start to finish.
2: Absolutely. Uh,
0: what are your takeaways, uh, Carl? Do you think that uh, they accomplished what they needed to in the show?
2: I think they definitely did accomplish what they needed to uh, with this show this year. Um, we're looking at 2021. Uh, we went through such a crap Year with 2020, okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, just maybe somebody has a head on their shoulders inside of the WWE right now and are going, It's 2021, January 2021, first pay per view of the year. It's our big one, the Royal Rumble. Maybe we need to step up our game a little bit and uh, you know, kind of show people that, hey, we are still around. We are still here, and we're still going to put on a good product for you. And here, we hope that you enjoy this, and we've done our very best that we can with the circumstances. So please continue to watch us because we we only want to go up from here that's the kind of feeling that I got from this entire, uh, entire show and entire pay-per-view is that, uh, uh, they're kind of setting the stage, so to speak, when it comes to hopefully how the rest of the year is going to play out, uh, given how 2020 was and, and the uh, decline in professional wrestling within the WWE and, and all the, the layoffs and the furloughs and everything that had to happen. Um, maybe hopefully we're going to start to see some good stuff come from them again. And, and hopefully it's a, it's a good resurgence.
0: Yeah, I will definitely agree. I felt that they, they, they did what they could, you know, under normal cir- circumstances, I would say that they should have done a lot more. But you know, given that we're still in this pandemic, we're still in some areas like where we are. You know, um, you know, especially for for Ryan and myself, you know, we're in southern Ontario. We we are under a pretty uh, pretty heavy lockdown. We can't do much other than shop at Walmart these days. So you know, it, it's. It, it is what it is. I you know I prefer professional wrestling when there's fans live in attendance there to accentuate and to add to the atmosphere when we don't have that with WWE. Hopefully at WrestleMania that they're talking that they will get some kind of audience there. I really hope that they can, because especially WrestleMania just is not WrestleMania without the fans that they're half the show. They might, you know, that's always been my take on that. So, so we'll see. I'm optimistic, but, um, I felt that, uh, you know, it, it was it was a good uh, Royal Rumble, but it's definitely not going to be like um, we'll 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 get to that, but I don't want to give away too much just yet. But um, before we go here, Ryan, uh, I'll give you the floor and uh, tell us about uh, Knights of the Square Circle and what you're up to these days.
1: Yeah, so you can catch uh, me every Sunday at noon on Coyote 103. It is a radio station in Sarnia with Knights of the Squared Circle. So we cover all the latest in professional wrestling. We also do a deep dive on the Ontario wrestling scene. You can also catch me at pretty much any Ontario event. You let me know if it's happening. I'm going to be there. We host VIPs for different promotions. So if you come out to Ken Valley Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Ontario, there's a whole bunch of promotions that you can see me doing the VIP events for. So get your VIP tickets whenever we come back. And uh, finally, check out Pro Wrestling Ontario's Foundation Series. Again, you'll see me interviewing a lot of Ontario's top talents. And you can check out one of the greatest promotions in Ontario. So yeah, that's pretty much it with Knights of the Squared Circle, man. We're just an all-around machine when it comes to the world of professional wrestling.
0: Awesome, Carl, and uh, any plugs that you want to get up before we we head out today?
2: We have to get our regulars out there. We saw the commercial for them, colorandelbowbrand.com. Everybody knows the amazing merchandise that's over there and the amazing stuff that they continue to do for our fallen friends, workers, and stars. As you all see, I am... Always wearing my Collar and Elbow branded hat. Make sure you go and check out CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Use promo code JKPODCAST and get 10% off your entire order. That's at uh, CollarAndElbowBrand.com. And then we need to talk about our friends over at Phoenix at FNXFIT.com. Health and workout supplements You need super greens, you need protein powder, you need that new fangled dangled cricket powder, whatever you need. They got some pills out there for you as well. Not pills, they've got like vitamins and stuff for you. We're not pill pushers at Phoenix. But we'd want you to go and check out fnxfit.com. You need any really good supplement, use promo code TBTalkPod and you're going to get 15% off your entire purchase. And if you're watching us for the very first time, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can find us by searching at TBTalkPod on all three of those platforms.
0: Absolutely, and uh, for myself, before we go, just to to make mention, coming up this Thursday over on, with our friends over at Love Wrestling, on Turnbuckle Rewind this week, uh, it's already episode five here, Carl, uh, since we're coming out of Royal Rumble week, I figured for this week coming up for Rewind, we'd look at one of the great, in my opinion, I think your opinion as well, maybe Ryan's as well, one of the greatest Royal Rumbles of all time, we were going to be looking back on the 1992 Royal Rumble match, and yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Yeah.
2: That's going to be a fun one. Definitely going to be a fun one. I, the, My favorite rumble.
0: Favorite. Ab- absolutely. And I think a lot of people's as well. So looking forward to that and looking for you guys to, to hearing it.
1: Yeah. And honestly, guys, thank you so much for having me on today. This was an absolute blast. had a lot of fun hanging out with you guys.
0: Well, thanks for being on, Ryan. And uh, we'll definitely be having you again in the future. For sure. All right, guys. And that is it for this week. And we'll see you guys on the next one.
2: that are to beat. Be. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And i invite like everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Right. Run.